0: Welcome to our program, Taking Care of Business. It is part of our worldwide Network for Success programming. Taking Care of Business will help you learn how successful managers and business owners manage their businesses, capitalize on opportunities, and overcome adversity. Our objective is to help you understand and apply their insights, then use your expertise in your own business or job so that you can become more successful. Here's your host, Joe Camara.
1: Hi, this is Joe Camara. Welcome to another edition of Taking Care of Business today we're doing something unusual. We're at the Daytona Rolex 24-hour race, and uh, I bumped into a gentleman named Daniel city and he's uh, in, involved with a company called Building Build Imagery, my apologies, and they specialize in construction long-term video documentation. And the topic today is obviously a pretty self-evident. Uh, it's building video imagery in the construction industry. Welcome Daniel. Hi, how are you today? I'm great. Good I hope you're getting some good shots here. Unbelievable shots in this facility. Well, you, I know you have um, some history here. It's, it's quite extensive. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, basically what we do, we do uh, long-term documentation
2: of large-scale construction projects. Pretty much any construction project. Um, and we've been working with uh, the Daytona Speedway, Rossetti, the uh, designer architect, and uh, Barton Mallow, who is the construction manager and builders. And we've been documenting this build literally from the ground up and the demolition till now to the completion. And it's been uh, almost two and a half years now that we've been documenting it along the way. And we document it for multiple purposes. Some of the marketing, publicity, uh, uh, spec work as far as the, the construction side, um, but it's been a fantastic project.
1: i So how did you get it started? How did the company get started in this uh, business? The uh, company got started where uh, I was a freelance videographer
2: um, in California, and they needed a uh, videographer for... The construction of the Rose Bowl, oh, wow. and so I started working with just the uh, Barton Mallet, who was the company here, uh, just as a freelancer. And we did the all. We basically did the whole build of the Rose Bowl, and uh, from there branched out to some more companies and some more uh, projects. Um, but specializing mainly a, a lot in these large sports facilities, unique builds, mm-hmm. a lot of unique builds or um, what they call re-manufacture, re, uh, redevelopment projects mm-hmm. are, are really specialty and
1: really enjoy it. So kind of walk us through from the beginning of a project, or um, are, do, you, I, do I guess what I'm trying to get at is in the beginning, do you have a contract? Uh, a long-term contract with the companies you're working with, or do you have to go out and get new customers all the time? So it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because you you do
2: uh, work with a smaller amount of companies, but you wind up working with multiple projects of theirs. Um, and no one likes to eat out of the same bread basket all the time, unfortunately. Um, but the two, the, the two main companies that I work with a lot... Um, have kept the company uh, busy and uh, it's good, to, good it's good that way um, okay. plus you also get to know how the company works and how uh, what their goals are long term as far as especially with us being in the video world the company has to adopt a video program and once they adopt that video program then you help them facilitate the usage of that and what's the best way to captivate great, that? Great,
1: great. Okay, so let's say a project is on the horizon for them. They get, the, they get the approval to do the project. They contact you? Yes. Then what? So basically
2: they contact me, and then I go out and I sit with the project manager, the business development team, as well as the publicity team. And we kind of design a plan looking at what the project is, looking at what the um, what some of the specific design details would be of the project or materials they're going to use. And we we find out what the major milestones are going to be, um, if there's any specia- specialized community outreach that we want to focus on. Um, a lot of projects are in certain areas that sometimes are you know they're trying to rebuild up the area so with that you know we try and show how the how the development or contracting team is is actually helping the neighborhood doing uh local uh, local tradesmen bringing them in local companies bringing them in um doing outreaches to the communities so we sit there and we develop a video plan over the whole term of the project and uh
1: and lay it out from there. Yeah. Well, on TV, I've watched some documentaries like you, you're talking about. Some are half an hour, an hour, and they document major projects, and they're always very interesting. You learn something just about every time. So I'm sure you must learn a lot during the course of these... I have learned to build a building.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you do, you do learn a lot, and, and that each you take something from each project and move it forward to the next project. Um, there are definitely, you know everybody's like oh it's video what unforeseen <laughs> conventions do you come across you know it's not like you're building the building but we do come across unique circumstances where it's like oh we should have been we should have grabbed that we should have got that footage um, but we will on the next project so I mean each one's a learning process and um, we try and take those uh, lessons and even as far as you know, even as far as you know video length you know where now especially nowadays with social media is a big thing you know we're developing with our customers and our clients how to best put out video you know it's not just hey let's make a 20 minute video it's you know let's put a smart video out let's put a video that's you know shorter has a little bit less information in it but it's more to the point because then we can put another smaller video out and we can hit specific points
1: with these videos so that's you know how we're developing uh... With our clients as well. Yeah. So, in essence, you, the real uh, basic idea of your uh, service is content marketing. It's not just the capture of the project for posterity. It's it's really to use it in a constructive, pardon the pun, constructive way uh, for the for the company to maybe have um, uh, a video when they go to their next pr- sales presentation and so on.
2: Exactly, and you know, we are. I mean, that's why a lot of sometimes people think, oh, well, I'll just hire any production company and they can make a video. You can, but what the the unique facet that we've kind of fell into and realized is that we become an extension of the marketing, marketing, publicity department, as well as the construction part. I mean, as many times... Um, that we'll be filming and we have to refer back to some of our footage for recognition as to how a project or somehow something was built. Um, and especially now with the expansion of technology with uh, uh, drones and augmented reality and virtual reality, you know, we've really, we've stepped into that area and we're helping our clients move into that area as well. And so, yeah, you, you, you do become an extension almost of the company. And that's why Companies that you're working with, rather you stay working with them all the time, and not go and work with other people. But at the same time, you're like, well,
1: yeah, <laughs> right.
2: I'm not part of your company. But so
1: no. if, you yeah. know. Well, we yeah. we <laughs> do we also do a, a TV program, and uh, we use the same kind of ideas you're talking about to help a marketing uh, division or a marketing ma- a manager understand how we can help you know augment what they're doing. Uh, often we find that, that, especially an older client, hasn't really grasped the new technologies and what's available and what the possibilities are. So, uh, what I'd like to do is do two things. I'd like to go back to the beginning. Okay, uh, you're going to start a project. You've done the planning. Um, when do you start? What's the? Do you interview people in the beginning and talk to the CEO and say, you know, what's of the construction company or the client and say, you know, tell us about what you anticipate and so on. How does that unfold over the life of the project? So when we sit down and first decide what, let's call
2: them, our deliverables are going to be, how many deliverables are going to be, what those are, we, we find out what the first piece of the puzzle is. You know, some people might say, uh, how, uh, you know, welcome the project to the community. Um they want to introduce the team to the community, you know, uh, sitting on a project like this in Daytona here, you know, our first piece of the puzzle was, you know, introducing the team to Daytona. The reason for that was because the team, the building can, the design and construction team are from Detroit. Um, Daytona is a very close town, you know, a very, uh, uh, good old boy kind of town and racing is a very good old kind of sport. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't want uh, unfamiliar faces involved. So it was, hey, you know, we are, we we are, this is who we are, and we're actually race fans as well. And it was introducing the team to that. So you, it's a lot of times it's deciding what that first video is going to be. Um, it's usually an introductory to the project, introductory to the team, um, uh, introduction to the uh, design and development Um, it's the relationships that uh, the design development team has with the community so it's that's pretty much the first kind of step and then like I said it's sitting with the teams and deciding what the best is it is it a design story some things could be an awesome design some things could be a very simple design but it's like a hospital it's a community project and a lot of the videos will be community orientated, right. um, technology mm-hmm. orientated. So it, it's that's you know each each first mm-hmm. step is customized to that build. Okay. So it's kind of hard to say what the first step. But sure. the first is always usually some sort of introduction to mm-hmm. the project.
1: And then do you buy TV time and get your initial video on TV, or how does it get out to the community?
2: So all of the videos usually spread virally through the companies through the communities. Um, the TV time that comes up on these videos is usually a facility like the Daytona Speedway where there's a lot of news groups and uh, sports uh, associations want to use and see the footage as it was. So that's where the the footage get, then gets to TV. Um, we also say a, a specialized event. A specialized event here would be... The installation of the Daytona Mega Sign that's on the front of the building. So we basically film that, and then we turn it around how a Reuters or a, a news uh, information group would. We turn it around within you know you know twenty minutes to the radio stations, to the TV stations, to all the sports affiliates to use that video to do that so that's our direct relation especially to the marketing and media side of it you know we got you know besides having the experience of shooting buildings I have the experience of and my team has the experience of shooting you know quick turnaround where it's bringing in news turning around fast quick edits and getting it out to the news community so uh, most of it's internet based but a lot of it is uh, some of it does get TV as well.
1: Great. We're going to just take a pause for a minute it'll help my editor Manage things. Sure, you probably know about. Yes, that. I do. Okay, uh, Daniel. So um, you've got the basic idea of what you're shooting and why you want to shoot it, and you're, you know, you know how to. You've got experience releasing your uh, uh, some of your video periodically. Take us through the rest of the project as the project. What's what's the very first shot other than an interview? Let's say with a CEO or. Um, project manager or so the interviews and the and the the interviews come
2: through different stages through different phases um well you know if we're talking about the design phase in the beginning it, we'll, we'll, we'll interview the designers while we then do shots of them inside their studios inside their design world you know we we'll import uh BIM modeling which is computerized modeling um so that, in that, so that's one of the aspects. You know, then we'll be out on. Say the next video will be out on site with the actual superintendents, the construction managers that are. Those are the the guys in the trenches there. Um, and again, it, it all leads back to what our deliverables are. Um, so that's the next phase, and it's literally just following these phases and the uh, highlighted milestones of the build.
1: Uh, and so how frequently would you plan to, to shoot every time? I mean, would you work with the project manager and say, okay, these are the spots we want to shoot, and there's no regular pattern, or is it once every week, once every other day, or whatever? Sure. Construction has an interesting arc.
2: Um, what happens is, in the very beginning, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, first-time work. There's a lot of, uh, I call it hard and rough work. And so our teams are usually on the ground once a week, um, depending on the size of the project, once every other week. Um, and then what happens in the middle, somewhere in the middle of the project, you have what is, uh, there's a lot of repetitive work. You know, if it's going, f- you know, if you're building six stories, <laughs> the first story is pretty much the most exciting one, and then the ones after that are pretty much just copies of the, the ones before it. So there's a lot of that middle work. Um, so we kind of, we, we, we spread our shooting out a little bit wider there. Then as you come towards closing and finishing, there's a lot of first-time drywall, first-time painting. First-time electrical, um, MEP, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, um, and finishes, millwork. So all that work is first time. So then you come in again, and you know you're in there every week, every other week, and uh, following the finish. And then when the project is completely finished, we come in and we'll film use of space, um, uh, or just finishing. A finishing final. Let's call it the pretty video. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. Great. Um, now I, I don't know. I'm not really a videographer. I kind of understand what's going on, but um, do you often just set up a camera and uh, just let it run, and or take uh, you know time shots? You know, one every ten seconds, one every minute, whatever that sort of thing.
2: Sure. We we have a couple of different techniques we use, and that's one of the unique uh, aspects of our company. There's a lot of construction. Uh, there, are, I don't say a lot there are other construction uh, videography companies but what we do is we actually get on the ground we're, we're in the, we're on the dirt we're in you know there we don't we do time lapse we do set up time lapse cameras to get that perspective as well um but we're we're literally on the ground right there, right next to the drywall or putting it in, right next to the iron worker. We're out on the beams where we have the harnesses on. Um, and talking about perspectives, you know, we also are licensed by
1: the FAA to fly drones. Well, I want to talk more about technology oh, sure. in a minute, but sure, yeah,
2: keep going. But yeah, so that's the pers- but, but we actually get down and then uh, we we use a multitude of angles and multitude of perspectives to tell a story. You know, we're not just shooting video of. Of of construction. We're we're telling the story of that building.
1: Great. Well, maybe now's a good time to talk about technology. (laughs) Uh, You you mentioned quite a different number of technologies when we were talking before the show. Maybe you can go through them one at a time and give us some idea of what you do with them. Sure. So, I mean, we
2: use just for our basic uh, everyday shots, we use uh, high-end DSLR and HD cameras uh, capturing in 4K... 2K and 4K, which are different resolutions, um, which are very high-end. Specialized cameras, we use specialized time-lapse cameras that uh, capture wide-angle, a lot of wide-angle stuff, you know, kind of the big perspective. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, And something we've also introduced uh, a little while ago is we also brought in uh, the use of drones, and then we applied and got certified by the FAA to Um, fly the drones for the, uh, architecture, uh, construction environment. And, uh, we use that as a perspective, not only high up aerial shots, but we actually, you know, if they're building, putting steel on a building, you know, I'll fly the drones, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet away from the guys actually doing the work,
1: which it's like a bird's view. Sure. You know, and it's, it's amazing. Did they give you a hard time since there's an air, a small airport right next to the facility here? This
2: location is specific, and uh, we have had to get clearance from the airport for our flights here. And, uh, and, uh, so, yeah, we've we, we had to get very specific with our flights here at the airport. Um, other locations, since we are cleared by the FAA, as long as we're in compliance with
1: what that zone is, um, it's not too bad. So when you say clearance, you are finding out from the airport next door when planes are taking off and landing and when you can actually be in the air? Right. We actually what we put it
2: up as a... As a oh, what is it called? I forget what it's called, but we actually put up a... A uh, notification with the with the tower, uh, and say from let's say from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, we're occupying this this location up to you know 4 400 feet because that's the type the height that we can fly to. So basically, they create this a no fly zone for us for us from that time from that time. So we don't it's kind of a hand in hand you know
1: we say hey well, this is what we're going to do and they create the no-fly zone for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. us um, are there any other technologies you, I think you mentioned some that uh, we haven't talked about yet. Um, you know we've also uh, started working with our clients
2: um, in the virtual reality and as well as the augmented reality using uh, mechanisms like the oculus and unity programs to uh, to help them to help our clients, help their clients see um, what a lot of the construction will be, as if they're standing in the space uh, and applying the applying the architectural uh, modeling a pair of glasses or or goggles, as you will, Um,
1: and they can put those on and then see what's going on. Uh So we've helped them with that as well. So one of the ways we uh, bumped into one another was you were shooting something and I was critical of a particular element. If somebody had put those glasses on and been on this floor that we're on and identified this little glitch that I think happened. Uh, maybe they would have avoided it and it would have been solved and I wouldn't have been complaining about this little glitch. Right. The little glitch you talk about is, uh, is
2: a site level. Um, and the funny thing is, actually, this floor was one of the floors and levels that was uh, used inside the Oculus. It was designed a little differently at the time of use. Um, but, yeah, they did actually have a modeling and were using Oculus for this floor.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're on the cutting edge of uh, using technology that's available. What do you see coming in the future? Um, well, I think cameras are going to get lighter,
2: smaller, and just higher, crisper as far as resolution. Um, more, more ability to control data uh, and light sources, being able to split perspective and depth of fields within one camera, we'll start to see. Um, as far as the aerial, I think there will be, uh, I hope there will be more compliance with aerial and drones, and drones are getting smarter. Um, as far as the augmented reality, I, I see that uh, it- it's just going to get cleaner and, and smoother. Uh, and I think that what you'll find is more ease of use and uh, out of your uh, circle. Usage. So you know, people that are using gaming technologies will start using it in construction, and uh, from construction, in you know, a widespread, they'll actually start you know narrowing it down to individual you know, using it for steel work, using it for electrical work. Um, I, I just see a big, a big trend towards taking a lot of that technology that they have in gaming and and. and, and just computers and IT, bringing it into fields like this. So,
1: will that create a, a additional competition for your company and the, the things you do? I think it will, to a point, because you'll have uh, specific
2: companies that you know specialize in aerials, specific companies that specialize in this. You know, we try and keep familiar and updated with all the latest technologies and how they can be used in the field, and we're actually. Sometimes taking information from the field and saying to certain manufacturers, like our drone manufacturer, it'd be great if we could do uh, uh, infrared or sensor or something. And so now they're, they've moved into infrared and, and sensory, uh, flight sensory definitions I don't know the act uh-huh. docs
1: yeah. well so even though there's going to be increased competition from some of these out-of-field companies you it sounds like you're on the cutting edge so you're leading where where the industry is going rather than just following where the industry is going yeah I mean leading uh, or uh, staying staying uh, staying on the front
2: step of it yeah you know um, understanding who the manufacturers are and being able to, to take our knowledge and, and Mention it to the manufacturers and say, "Hey, this is an idea that we saw and we So, uh,
1: as you mentioned earlier, having just a few clients is always a risk because if you lose one, maybe half of your business is gone. So, how do you market to new clients? Uh, what's what's the way you want to acquire new new customers? We try. You know, it's it's uh, a lot of times we'll it's it's sight it's sight and scene.
2: I mean, you see a, a new you see a new project going up, you get the information of who that project's going to be. Um, and then you approach the marketing division, you approach the project manager, you approach the different levels and you're marketing to construction managers, you're marketing to marketing, you're marketing to, uh, promotions people. So you have to kind of understand, uh, each, each person has their own nuance, uh, and what they, how you could bring value to the table for the construction company. And that's the biggest thing.
1: Another question that that I want to ask you is, okay, so somebody's listening to this, no matter in uh, Tokyo or Hong Kong or Singapore, and um, they hear your interview and they want to get in touch with you because they might have an interest in um, a project or something else, how would they get in touch with you? Um, Well, we
2: work with customers all around the country. So we, we basically set up a system at each of our locations and construction sites um, with local, using local talent um, and having them understand how we shoot and how we work and of course auditioning them out well to work with us and we basically bring our managers and our other producers in periodically to manage the content, to manage the project um, and basically just using local talent for the everyday shooting and the specific content that we're acquiring. Um, that enables us to shoot a project anywhere in the globe. Uh, and so we are not, you know, tied to a location. We, we can shoot and will shoot Tokyo, yep. anywhere.
1: Well, that's good. And interesting, you mentioned Japan. Um, I worked with a fairly large construction company that did these fabric roofs, uh, for stadiums, and there is quite a few around here, but I believe uh, many of them are manufactured out of the U.S. Um, so, if if somebody was going to put this kind of a roof up on one of your projects that's going to be built here, and they were going to ship the ma- manufacture over there and ship the materials here, you could still find somebody to to do the shooting that needed to be done there. And then the shooting would come back with the, with the materials that were going to be erected. Yes. I mean, we, we've, we've uh,
2: been involved with multiple scenarios and with, with various locations. And uh, we've always been able to find a, a, a shooting solution to that scenario.
1: Great. Okay. So, I know you've been talking, but we're going to go back to my question. Okay. So, somebody's thinking about building a project, maybe not on the scale of the Daytona Speedway. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, a sizable project like their uh, building, their administration building or something, and they want to get in touch with you, uh, how do they, uh, well, let's do that first. How do, how do they get in touch with you? The best way
2: to do is go to www.buildimagery.com. It's B U I L D I M A G E R Y.com. And there is an information uh, tab there. And if you can click on that, you can just say, "Please contact me," and uh, one of our uh, sales representatives or myself will get in touch with you and discuss uh,
1: where we go from there. Okay. Would they get in touch with you by name because your name, like my name, is a little bit difficult uh, in the? They can just ask for Daniel. Okay. Um, and
2: uh, I will get in touch with them. Sounds uh, to, good. yes yeah, Otherwise, it's information at buildimmetry.com.
1: Okay. So let's go. Let's go back to my uh, Minimax question. Okay. Someone um, wants to work with you. They've heard good things and, and listen to this, and uh, they get in touch with you. And, and uh, one of their questions from our programming is going to be, "Okay, uh, I heard what you told me uh, in the interview. How do I get the maximum value for the minimum investment?" What okay. Would you tell them. So basically, I would say let's find a project that's not your
2: biggest project or an aspect of your project to start out with. Let's you know if you are putting in a, a certain staircase. If you just want to introduce your team, let's find a point or an aspect of your project to highlight, to to, ma- to mark as a milestone, and let's do that first to develop the relationship. And that's the the, the minimal minimal investment um, for the for the most viable product.
1: Great. Daniel, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed Sir. this interview. Thank you. I hope you're going to get some value out of it and uh, are just uh, sitting with me and educating me a little awesome. bit. Awesome.
0: Great. Thanks Thank very you. much. Thank you. If you have a successful business and would like to participate in a future program, call 575-RESULT-6 any time of the day or night. Taking Care of Business is sponsored by Consulting Task Force. CTF is a full-service management consulting firm known for providing personalized end-to-end business building methods, as well as cost-saving tools and techniques focused on improving your business. CTF helps your business grow and prosper. If you missed summer all of our show, you may view it again by logging into our website. This free sign-in provides you with many benefits. Just visit www.networkforsuccess.com. Do you own or manage your own business? Have you missed any episodes of our show, Taking Care of Business? Previous shows include such topics as Introduction to Integrated Marketing System Squared Leveraging Your Marketing Partnering with WBXZ TV Product Service Packaging Data Management to Build Your Business Online Marketing Startup Steps for Marketing Your Business Sales and Proposal Techniques And more You can easily order past shows by contacting us at support at networkforsuccess.com.